Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to an episode that we have traveled two years, almost, to bring you this. We are bringing you something that took us blood, sweat, and tears to get this in. We had to sit down and watch 23 movies that range from amazing to god right awful Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to bring you this episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you have been following games, my mom found for the last, god, almost two years. Every month, almost every month, we would record, or sometimes more, we would go and bring you MCU movies that we would then review. Because somebody, almost exactly two years ago, had this wonderful idea that he was going to cover all 23 movies that he regretted shortly, like about six months into it. It wouldn't have been 23 yet. They wouldn't all been out. Right. Yeah. No, Far From Home was already out. When was I started. It? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I, you might be right. Because yeah. I had actually mm. started this. The idea came to me when I heard Disney Plus was coming out and everything was going to be on Disney Plus. I'm like, well, this is a perfect way to do this. And before I get ahead of myself, I should say, I am Mike Helberton. And who's with me tonight? <laughs> Ready for the journey to be over, Michael K. Hughes. And I am very, very tired. Bill Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know if we were going to finish this project because multiple times things had happened. Like I bought a house during this. Bill's wife had a, had a kid like Mike bought a house and, you know, went through. But like we just and he's gone just like that. Yep. He got that. Oh, snap. <laughs> I think we're good. We're safe. He got that. Oh, snap. Mike, if you can hear us, you cut out completely. Yeah, because I closed Skype completely. There you oh, go. Well, there you go. I'm back. Welcome back. You guys, you guys must have got the gauntlet and blipped me back in. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure where you cut out. Thanks, Tony. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know where I when I stopped talking because I I was seeing my I was listening. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Editing, I'll fix whatever I have to. That's good. <laughs> so apparently, you can close Skype just by hovering on the bar with your mouse and clicking. Sure. It. That's, That's what great. I did. I was moving it, and then all of a sudden, it went away. I think you were talking about Disney Plus and everything coming to that. Right, right. Okay. Disney Plus is what started this whole idea. When I found out that was going to be a thing, that's what inspired me to do this insane idea. That yeah. I don't know. Sounds about right. That sounds, yeah, that, sounds, that tracks for sure. And Bill, Bill fought against Disney Plus for the longest time. I did. I did. I really <laughs> did fight against it. I don't want to give more money to the mouse ears, but here I am. The son now, you know, last yesterday watched two and a half hours of Mickey and the Roadster Racers. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> no more money into the evil corporation. But yeah, that's it. We all have barcodes. So I still love the okay. bit in the Simpsons movie where Bart has a, a bra on his head. He's like, I'm the head of an evil corporation. And now they own they own Fox <laughs> and all, all that stuff. <laughs> it's really funny. Hey, they already know what you're doing. I was I was thinking about how I wanted to buy a deck of cards, and I didn't say it, and all of a sudden I got an advertisement for bicycle deck of cards. My, so so I'm like, well, okay. That's very funny. <laughs> I, I, I've had situations where I've said words, and I know evil Amazon was listening, and all of a sudden I start getting ads for the thing that I spoke. And it's like, I really did. <laughs> And then I said, this is too much. I need to move to, like, you know, the wilds of Oregon and, uh, I don't know, live off the land. Alexa and Sarah will find you. Yeah, exactly. They'll, 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 they'll all just find me. There's satellites. They have all the means. It's like, oh, golly. But anyway, so, yeah, Disney Plus. I fought against it for, for a long time because I either had the movies um, on that Blu-ray disc or I could find them on, you know, Prime or whatever, either for free or for a couple bucks. Then I think what got me was uh, the Spider-Man movies. No, it wasn't Spider-Man because mm. it was definitely not there. I forgot yeah, what got me to just finally cave and, and get it. Oh, I know what happened. Uh, no, I don't. Never mind. There was one. 
<laughs> there was one you didn't own before Spider-Man. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, there's something. Yeah, and then like, I was like, ah, oh, I'll do a free Black trial. Panther or something, maybe? Might be yeah. Black Panther. Might have been Black Panther, perhaps. I don't remember. But uh, it was only available on Disney+, Plus, and then I kind of caved. That's what happened. <laughs> and now, now I got the mouse ears and Mickey and the yeah. Rooster Racer. And then I got you for life. That's it. Well, at least I, I had Hamilton. Meaning. I could watch that again, so that's fine. I keep meaning to quit Disney+, Plus, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah, right. I do because want to. As soon as Hawkeye's done, then another Marvel show will come out and you'll have to watch it. I haven't watched Hawkeye yet, Ashley. At the time of this recording, there's already two episodes out and I just haven't bothered yet. I'm surprised. Maybe I keep forgetting. Yeah, hey, I got I my Hawkeye Funko Pop now. I'm all good. I don't yeah. need any more Hawkeye. <laughs> you were very, I was very happy when I saw that for you because you've been just clamoring <laughs> for that original costume. Yeah, um, they made it. Yeah, my wife and I are watching um, Great British Baking Show. It's almost over as of today. And uh, I thought it should be over today. So it should be the final. And then um, Discovery cheesy star trek discovery for corn balls we just love it it's great <laughs> star trek is i've been watching star trek enterprise star trek east space nine and then i'm now that i've got hulu again i'm gonna go watch stargate uh, atlantis my wife will defend enterprise she defends it it's a good show it's a really good show first season's it. a little tough but then it, it two three four great a quality do yeah. we slip into a what are you playing episode I yes we, we do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're gonna do for this episode <laughs> Is we're gonna we're gonna we were we're gonna do the rankings of our movies, but we Mike had the idea to do it a little bit more differently instead of just us naming the t- our number twenty three and going from there. We're gonna go by the Rotten Tomatoes ranking and then tell you what that was and then tell you where it fits in art. Yeah, the the definitive ranking you got you got to have it. <laughs> yeah, this is the def- <laughs> yes, the uh, based on the tomato meter, which of course is the source of all truth and honesty on the internet. It's such a subject, <laughs> such nonsense, oh, whatever. It's fine. Like, it's oh, fine. I got the list in front of me. I copied the text you sent me, Mike. Good, good. Into yeah, a they've got it all updated. It's just got phase four and stuff in there. So I had to go in and weed those out. Get the numbers right. But I'll be arguing their list very, very early on. It looks like. <laughs> I don't think I will. But got... well, well uh, yeah, Mike, do you want to start us off? All right. We'll start with their number 23, which they consider the worst movie is Thor. The Dark World 2013 with 66%. The. <laughs> I think this is these bottom two are probably the ones we've talked about the most because Thor is so <laughs> forgettable and spoilers 22 is the Incredible Hulk, which is just a running joke if you've been listening to the show long enough. So even though I just said it, I think we should say where Thor Dark World falls. We'll we'll take the movie and then we'll say where it falls in our rank. Right, that right, makes right. the best way to do it. So where does it fall for I'm, you there, Michael? Or Mike or whoever? Uh, 20. Was it? Oh, 20. I'll go first. Uh, yeah, 20. 20. Yeah. There 20. are three movies worse than Thor Dark World. I already, we already know what one is uh, based on your interest. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Man, it, it's a movie I, that. Oh, oh go ahead. It's just not. Don't hate it. It's a bad movie and it's forgettable, but I don't hate it. Yeah, yeah that's fair. fair. What about you, Michael? Uh, I flip flopped the bottom two, so Thor is actually twenty-two. Thor: Dark World, and it's kind of okay. the same thing. Like I, I said from the top that I'm here for the explosions and the one-liners, and Thor do, or Dark World doesn't really deliver on either one of those. Like the the coolest part is the portal section, the big fight with Malachi at the end, or that his name, the Dark Elf. Who knows? There was oh, a villain yeah, in this think. movie, something like that. Again, it's a movie that you can't remember. <laughs> it's completely it really forgettable, is. completely unnecessary in any shape or form. It's an excuse to make the the put the reality stone in there. Indeed. Yep. And, and for the me, last time we got yeah, go ahead. yeah, that's the last the last Portman last Portman for now, for now, for now. Did you say portmanteau? Um, Oh, I didn't, but I wish I had, and that would have been wonderful. That would have been actually been clever. 
For me, I'm exactly the same, I think, as as Michael. Thor to Dark World ended up second from the bottom, number 22 on my list. Beat out only by what I think I'll be the same as Michael as well. The biggest sin a movie can, the, one of the biggest sins a movie can commit is being forgettable. Like com- mm-hmm. being completely some zero. Not bad enough to be interesting, not good enough to be interesting or entertaining. Just complete snorefest, boring zero. And Dark World is that. The only reason it's not at the bottom is because it does at least do a little bit with the characters to move the entire MCU along. You know, you have some more uh, interplay between Loki and Thor. You have the Red Goop, which is reality <laughs> stone, of course. And that's basically it. The Aether, there you go. It's basically it. So other than my bottom pick, which of course is which is completely devoid of substance or value, mm. that's the only reason why that didn't hit the bottom. It's just uh, unfortunate. Okay. And mm-hmm. I'll read the critic consensus that what at least what's on this thing that you sent me. It may not be Critics the finest consensus. film consensus. consensus. <laughs> it may not be the finest film to come from the Marvel universe, but Thor the Dark World still offers plenty of of the humor and high stakes action that fans have come to expect. It doesn't. No, no it doesn't though. Wow, consensus. You, you, because any <laughs> and it's actually rated as a positive because on the tomato meter, if it's anything above a 60, I think it's rated positive. Uh-huh. But they never really say what positive means because every critic has their own set of metrics. Like someone, one could be like, you know, five stars, four stars, three stars. One could be zero out of 10 IGNs, you know, 9.3, you know, so all those averages really don't statistically work. I mean, it works in a grand scheme of things, but a lot of times like this, I can't see any critic walking out of Thor Dark World being like, hey, that was a satisfying entry into the MCU <laughs> canon. Like, I don't think so I, mean, I can't imagine that but or nearly at least not enough to make it i did you know. when i first saw uh, it and it's neither here nor there but thor is in the bottom anymore eternals is now 48 percent, and the only thing on their list that's unfresh according to their rankings it's interesting because eternals is i've seen it i don't know if you guys have seen it but I it is thoroughly bland and forgettable like it, it's it suffers from the same dark world scenario gorgeous it's pretty to look at i mean it's, there's some there's some scenes in that movie i want like a print of like to put on the wall like it is beautiful but you know it's it's hollow and thin and no one cares about the characters or anything going on so want want to eternals but like really jane foster she's hollow and thin yeah she's she <laughs> does nothing there i'm scientist gal cool. she's got the only the only laugh i remember i don't even know if i call it a laugh it's more like a derisive <laughs> snort is where she keeps seeing sea bass over and over again uh huh. Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing I remember from this movie. It's pretty. Oh, yeah, and, I uh, yeah. yeah. Stanley's cameo was like, "Can I have my shoe back?" Oh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't pretty remember good. any of that. <laughs> but again, that's this movie. You just don't remember it. Mm-hmm. All right, and number twenty-two on Rotten Tomatoes is The Incredible Hulk, two thousand eight. Mike, where does this fall for you? This is dead last because as Bill was yeah. kind of alluding to this. Clearly is not meant to be part of the MCU and it does nothing to further the story. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Hulk fans, but he's not really interesting enough to carry a movie. He's not. No, especially not. He, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, man, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one. But the the Ang Lee Hulk, I actually like better than this one. I've never seen it. I can't speak to it. I've seen we'll parts to, of it. <laughs> we'll have to cover that sometime. It's not great to. by any means, but. I don't know. It does more interesting stuff than this one does. Bill, what about you? Oh, Hulk, I'm exactly the same place as Michael. That was my dead last, and that was the movie that I... It, for all the same reasons, it does nothing to... It's it. Not only is it just a extremely dull 
superhero movie, as was the time, as is like that mid to early 2000s, mid 2000s, hold over to that era. It does nothing to further the MCU. It does nothing for the overall arc. Because let's be honest, these movies kind of sort of have to connect to the main story. It's part of the thing. And it's mm-hmm. and how well it does so has to factor because it's just part of the overall thing. I actually hemmed and hawed if I should include how it fits into the MCU into these rankings or if I should just look at them as objective films. But I kind of have to. It's just, again, it's all part of one big package. So it doesn't factor too much. I would say it's like a 10% factor if I had to do that. But it definitely enters in and hulk does nothing like there's none of the characters like ross i think is is left over he continues yeah. on that's yeah that's, that's it. it then it's just it's such it's such a dead zone movie that most people if you talk to them about the mcu they say it starts with iron man which is correct and then they forget hulk even existed. <laughs> yep pretty much so they just don't realize oh that's really that one's part of it too oh okay so well, although the little some- asterisks next to it Although it did have some decent little uh, junior body horror. I, I, I always got a kick of that with the, the big monster. Spines yeah. breaking and such. Abomination. Abomination. <laughs> well, Abomination is coming back in the Hulk show, that She-Hulk show that we're getting soon. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, there's so there's going to be a, finally another tie from that movie. But yeah, no, none of them like lit. God, that, the girl who, Steven Tyler's daughter, Liz, is it Liz Tyler? Liz Tyler, Liv. Lived out. Like she doesn't. I mean, she wasn't even the what if. Like she didn't voice her character. Nothing. Like she. She's um, been done. Like this movie wasn't even supposed to be part of it. It just tied it together because Higher Man made so much money. Yeah. Oh, and for me, it is yeah. number twenty-two on my list. Okay, it's basically the same as yeah, yeah. Basically hovering around that bottom slot. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, go ahead for the la- for the last time on this show. <laughs> potentially, <laughs> I still say, make this joke to this day that he back. should not <laughs> have been able. To get from Guatemala to America like he did when he just put his hand out and someone gave him a quarter and all of a sudden he's in America. I will never <laughs> let that go. I was actually going to put together an FAQs of this entire journey and one of them was going to be how many times you've made that joke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but I, I just I just ran out of brain space and time like, ah, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But, like I had originally had the thought of going back and finding all of our shelf stacker box for each of them. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, that's too much homework. Yeah, I was going to yes. look into it and see how many times I said smart people doing smart things, you know, that whole, <laughs> that trope. But again, I decided against against that, so. Yeah, yeah well, I'm the number 21. The dedicated listeners. Oh, sorry. Hold on, real quick, one last yeah. thing to say about Hulk versus the Incredible Hulk is an Incredible Hulk, all he does is fight soldiers and then eventually abomination. In Angley's Hulk, he, fought, he fights mutant dogs at one point, which I'm is way more interesting than anything in the Incredible Hulk. Yep, I agree, I, I agree with that, for sure. Okay, I'm done. All right. Number 21 is, oh, and I should read a critic consent. Consist, oh, yes. Consensus. Yes. Smashing. The Incredible great. Hulk may not be quite the smashing success that fans <laughs> of Marvel Raging Behemoth might hope for, but it offers more than enough big green action to make up for its occasionally puny narrative. Occasionally. I completely disagree, but okay. He also yeah. sneaks into like the secret lab by giving the dude pizza. <laughs> yeah. Stellar. All right. And then number exactly. 21 you know, I'm going to read the critic consensus before we do our little reviews is Iron Man 2 2010, 72%. And the critic consensus, it isn't quite the breath of fresh air that Iron Man was, but the sequel comes close with solid performance and an action packed plot. Fresh air. It's a blast of carbon monoxide from the end of a, a vehicle. Are you kidding me? Fresh air. Yuck. I'm going last on this one. Okay, I'll go. I'll go first. Uh, for me, it's number 21 on my list. So it's right above Hulk and right above a different movie and right below Thor Dark World. Because Thor Dark World is more entertaining Iron Man 2. It it sets up, it tries to set up so many things. And it even if a movie, even this movie has one of the best actresses ever, Scarlett Johansson, 
it just doesn't do it for me, even though she's super hot in this movie. It just doesn't <laughs> do it. It's just, the movie's just boring. It's stupid at times. The villain is lackluster. It's just not good. There we go. I had this on mine at number 17. This actually topped the C tier because uh, I've, I've organized things into tiers, A tier, B tier, C tier, and trash tier. I've almost talked about my entire trash tier. There was only like three movies in trash tier and four <laughs> in C. Iron Man 2 tops out of 17. Sam Rockwell papers over a lot of sins in this movie. <laughs> oh boy, does he. And I, I, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's got some redeeming moments. I do like the, I do like, Mickey Rourke I think is a pretty decent decent villain the biggest problem is that they're all really stupid and dumb they there no there's no powerful <laughs> villain here they're all either you know it's either mickey rourke pretending that that's it, just not really caring about anything he has no passion except the one time in the beginning where he roars like a fake norse god <laughs> but other than that like there's really no passion to it and it's definitely a big letdown from the original iron man it's hard to compare films between each other because that's not fair but it's c tier for me so 17 on my list Okay. It's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. How about um, you, you, Mike? Th- this this is number eight on my list. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the first shocker. <laughs> like, because I did the same thing as Bill. I, I sorted him into three tiers, and this one is my meh tier. And it, it uh, tops the meh tier. And of those that I would sit down and actively want to watch, this one I feel like I have the most fun with. I don't know if it's because so early in the MCU, maybe I've got some kind of nostalgia for it, but stuff like the football suit and War Machine, seeing him for the first time. and But yeah, it, it kind of continues that trend of the villain is something that the hero is just evil. Right. That started in Iron Man 1 and then Hulk did it and now Iron Man 2 does it too. But I don't know. There's something <laughs> something I love about this movie. Sam Rockwell is... A terrible smarmy villain. I hate that guy, and that just means he's a good villain because you're supposed to hate him. Yeah, he's great. But yeah, he yeah this this tops out my meh tier at number eight. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Right. I know, I know. Mike is going to disagree with this next one. Oh so, yes, absolutely. Number twenty. I disagree with this one too. Is Avengers: Age of Ultron 2015 76 percent? And the consist, consensus is exuberant and eye-popping. Avengers Age of Ultron serves as an overstuffed but mostly satisfying sequel, reuniting its predecessor unwittingly cast with a few additions and a worthy foe. And Mike, where does this fall for you? This is not number 20. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I know. So lo- like, I know people hate this movie. Yeah, this is number two on my list. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, okay. I love this movie. This is my favorite know, yeah. for, for the longest time. I, I get that people hate what they did to Ultron because he's supposed to be this emotionless robot that's set out to kill. But I think even him, any kind of personality is kind of fun. I don't think a villain without a personality would work in the MCU, especially one written by. It was this, I think this is another Joss Whedon one. There was no way he was going to let that go. But I don't know. This one's fun. It it does kind of overstuff, but I don't feel like anything gets kind of hampered because of it. I don't know. No, nothing wrong. I mean, you enjoy it. This was actually the movie why you joined the podcast or this part of the podcast because you're like, when you do Age of Ultron, I want to be on it. And I'm like, well, do you want to just join the whole thing? And you're like, sure. As far as explosions and one-liners go, this one delivers. Yeah. What about you, Bill? This ended up number eight on my list. This is at the very bottom of the A tier. I if if I if you had asked me before re-seeing it, re-seeing it, seeing it again, I probably would have put it like low C, almost trash, but not quite. 
Um, I really, I think the most important thing with this movie is the 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 consensus says it's overstuffed. It's just got a lot to do. Like it's got a lot to set in motion. Um, you got Sokovia, and you have all these characters that you're trying to establish connections with, and you have Scarlet Witch you're now introducing, and it's just got a lot to do. Um, so I think if you look at it in the context of the entire MCU, uh, if you don't like this movie, I, I would recommend seeing it again, now knowing the entire over arc, because it does hit a lot harder. There's a, an Ultron, I think, is a fantastic villain. I love the fact he's got a personality. I, Tony Stark builds all of his tech with personality. That's what he does, right? Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that the the evil AI would have it as well. And I think, is it James Spader does the voice, if yeah. I'm not mistaken? Yes. He's yep. fantastic. That dry delivery, the idea of he just has, Ultron's just doing all these evil things because he has to, because it makes logical sense. It's just, that's how it's computing in his brain. It's very scary and very, I think, interesting concept, right? How do you, you know, it's, he's not, it can't be reasoned with because his logic dictates to do all these evil things and destroy all the people, so. Um, I think some of the action scenes are, are a bit overdone, but I don't know. This time around, I really dug it and enjoyed it. And again, one of my favorite scenes being Hawkeye in that in that building with Scarlet Witch, basically mm-hmm. giving her the pep talk. <laughs> but the but the dad pep talk, like snap out of it. Like if you're yeah. look, look, I can't babysit you. So you can just sit here or you can do something either way. And it, I oh. love that so much. It's one of my favorite scenes in that film. Oh, and then the following scene of her walking out of that charge oh. and just tearing ass. Holy crap. <laughs> just wrecking. She's so awesome. It's a good movie. I love her so much. Anyway, I think, uh, we, so all, I think we all three shelved, or shelved it too, right? I did. I think I did. Yeah, I'm, I can't, can't remember. Pretty For sure. me, I ranked it number 15 because I, I do enjoy this movie. This is also the only movie that we ever get this Avengers team like as a unit in that first mm-hmm. part of this movie that you'll never mm-hmm. see again in the entire MCU. And mm-hmm. for that, I'm always... It was so good. Like, I can't remember a whole lot. I actually been meaning to rewatch the movie, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I know when we watched it last time, I actually really liked it. So I know it's 15, but it's only because I like the other 14 movies a lot more. But sure. everything from about 16 on, I enjoyed in this list. Did it open with the assault on Hydra? Is this the one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that, oh gosh, that whole scene is phenomenal. The only right? issue, my only issue with this movie is that it's missing 20 minutes of a movie because... Disney said, get that out of here, even though he wrote it and it fit. Oh, they, right, right. That's the issue with the movie, because there's supposed to be a scene that describes more about the pool and how he got there and why he's there and Loki's mm. involved. But it confused audience. They cut all that out and left yeah, certain parts in, which don't make any sense still. Yeah. This is our, our first glimpse of the stones as a unit in that scene. Yeah. I that's wish true. they would release the Whedon cut, like release, release whatever else was filmed and <laughs> put it together. Like, We're going to start a new hashtag, but then no one cares about this movie, so. No, it's not going to happen. All right. And that brings us to number 19 on this on this list. Thor 2011, 77 percent. And the critic consensus is a dazzling blockbuster that tempered sweeping scope with wit, humor and human drama. Thor is mighty Marvel entertainment. Human drama. Oh, Bill, since I know you're a big fan of this movie, where does it fall on your list? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I would you'd think it would go higher. I had it at 16. Like kind of like you said with Ultron, there's just 15 movies I like more. I do like Thor, though. I have a real soft spot in my heart for Thor. I don't have a spot, soft spot in my heart for stupid Padme and stupid Thor making smoochy faces in in campfire light. But other than that, I do think it's effective. Again, like I've said on the show on that on that episode, I think you know the whole Shakespearean drama part of it is very endearing to me. It's overwrought, and I'm kind of here for that in a Thor Asgard kind of world. Um, I know I'm in the minority of that particular opinion, but 
I, I do I do kind of in, enjoy Thor. Again, I just wish it – and all the fish out of water stuff is great. Anytime mm-hmm. he's interacting in, in the Earth, present day Earth or whatever it is. Present day Earth. Anytime he's interacting on Earth with people <laughs> is just really fun, entertaining. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, I, I enjoy it and it's at the very, very bottom of my B tier though because again, that whole okay. Padme Thor thing is just ugh, terrible. And Stinks. I'll go next. For me, it falls into number 13. I really okay. like this movie. I have always been a fan of this movie. When I first saw it in theaters, I was like, this is pretty damn good. And I didn't care about Thor. We rewatched it for the show. I enjoyed it again. It's an, now that we're done with this completely, I might go back and rewatch it again. Cause I just, I just enjoyed this film. It's a good film. It's a good introduction to a character. A lot of people didn't really know. It made me actually like the character. I did not care about one bit before this movie. So yeah, it's, it's a good film. I think. Neat. What about you, Michael? It's number 17 for me. It also, it, also bottoms up my, my middle tier. Oh, higher uh, than I thought it would be. I mean, the majority of what Bill is saying is that I don't care for pretty much anything that's not on Earth in this movie. It just feels slow and clunky, and it's not what I'm here for, <laughs> despite the, the cool Frost Giant fight. I guess that's fine. But the fish out of water stuff is amazing. Thor is, Chris Hemsworth as Thor is hilarious in this when he's just acting like a, an idiot. When he goes to the pet store, it's like, eh, give me give me one of those large enough to ride (laughs) (laughs) that's a good it's a good bit he's good you guys yeah you guys both sidestep talking about darcy what's the matter with you oh i forgot (laughs) Forgot about about her (laughs) i really did not a fan of darcy that she's not great she's fine she's better in wandavision she's probably better (laughs) in two brook girls yeah right i don't know about that i've seen part of that so i don't know i've never seen either just just naming a thing i know but yeah, the is- movie's fine. It just beat out the the thumbs down tier. So okay. that's about right. All right. This next one should be interesting. So number 18 <laughs> on their list, Iron Man 3, 2013, 79%. And then consensus with the help of its charismatic lead, Kara Madison lead, some impressive action sequence and even a few surprises. Iron Man 3 is a witty, entertaining adventure and a strong addition to the Marvel canon. Charismatic my ass. And since I know I'm the most positive, I'll start. This ranked at number 16 for me, so right below Age of Ultron. I hated this movie when I saw it in theaters. I thought it was complete bullshit. I was so upset after I saw it with Avengers. And I was just like, this is stupid. And then when I rewatched it for the show, I somehow enjoyed it a lot. Like, I actually, other than some of the really dumb comments, like, hey, I'm going to do what your dad did. And he drives off, like, fuck him. But... (laughs) And so the fact that it was about PTSD and about suffering, like what happened to him and like there. And the other issue with the movies that worked for me this time is it, it feels like the wrap up to the Iron Man shows. Like it's the end of Iron Man, even though he's going to be in, you know, six more movies coming up soon. But it, it's how it feels. And for some reason, it ended up 16 on my list. What about you, Michael? Oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> like I stopped I the charismatic because like, as we said in that episode, they undid everything they did in the previous two Iron Man movies, like where he was this selfish asshole and then he kind of turned himself around over the course of those movies. And then this one, they completely undo it. He's just this dick to everyone he talks to. The only, only redeeming factor about this movie is the house party protocol at the end where he's got all the other Iron Man suits flying around. Yeah, that part's awesome. It's the only reason that it's number 20 on my list and not lower. Movie sucks. (laughs) What about you, Bill? I have it at 21. Um, it's in my trash tier. Okay. It's the final film of my trash tier. So my trash tier is Iron Man 3, Dark World, and then Hulk. It's, it, you guys said it basically everything you need to say about it. It's charismatic. He's the worst, this guy. He stinks. What a day. I, all, 
all the mean things he's saying to children, the way he just hand waves PTSD. Oh, well, I guess I'll just build something. Yeah, that's how you figure out something. Your, yeah, just, that's how you figure <laughs> out your mental illness. Sure, forget <sighs> the medication and therapy and two years of work. No, 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 no. Just build something. Grab a Lego set. Now, he, he stinks. Um, it's, the action is entirely good. I don't even love the, the Rock'em Sock'em robots at the end. It's visually impressive, but it, there's no stakes. There's no True. threat. I did like seeing Pepper show up <laughs> and, and, and kick total ass at the very, very end, which was fun. Because she's always been kind of a – not a damsel in distress because she's obviously very successful and important. But to see her actually do something physical and really save the day is pretty awesome. Yeah. Just, uh, just, it's just a, there's a couple of decent little bits in there. Oh, and of course, we're talking about Iron Man 3, just the insulting, just annoying, idiotic Mandarin reveal that mm. I've heard mm. many people defend over the years now, and I don't see why. And I, the answer to them is like, well, you just like the comic. I haven't read a comic book since I was like 16, <laughs> hanging out in a comic book shop with my friends. It was because I was hanging with friends. Like, I have no connection to these characters. But the ham-handed slapdash way they <laughs> just, they just, I don't, blah. They like, it it's didn't like, bother me as much when oh, we rewatched sucks. it. For some reason. Oh, it's, it's like as if you're just like throwing jokes at a dartboard and hoping it hits. And none of them do because you're not good at darts. It's the, it's the absolute worst. And I loathed it. <laughs> That really just sunk that film for me. <laughs> We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that this is the worst Stanley cameo, where he's just this gross old man oh, at the yeah. beauty contest judge. This Ugh. lecherous creep at a beauty contest. Ugh. Yeah, 10. Ugh, stinks. But Stop. this movie did turn me on to a movie called Omniboat, which I still have not seen, but I have to <laughs> I at some point. Ah, Gotta to talk about it. I got you. Got to do Omniboat. That's right. This was the Omniboat episode. How funny. <laughs> I forgot about Omniboat. We spent like 10 minutes on about Omniboat. Oh, it's great. Watch I think it was something like ridiculous like that. That's awesome. Cool. All right. <laughs> oh, and, we, and one last thing to say about Iron Man 3 is this was a Tony Stark movie, not an Iron Man movie for the most part. Yes. That was my, that was my other I'm issue okay with that. I'm, I'm okay if that's what we're doing here. It's, I, I, I was, like exploring a character, but. When we watched it. I wasn't when I first saw it. Yeah. 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 All right. And then Rotten Tomatoes number 17, which I do not agree that this should be this low on the list. Uh, Captain Marvel from 2019. 79% and critic consensus is packed with action, humor, and visual thrills. Captain Marvel introduces the MCU's latest hero with an origin story that makes effective use of the franchise's signature formula. Well, that's true. Yeah. It is like, this, for you? this is number four on my list. Like, wow. this, this okay. movie's a lot of fun. I'd love to see yeah. a female character just goes out there, kicks ass. I know we just talked about with Scarlet Witch, but... She's pushed so to the side of, of Age of Ultron, and she doesn't really come into her own until WandaVision. So to see a, a title character come out and just come out swinging is is awesome. She does a lot of cool stuff in this movie. And it's cool to see her interactions with young Nick Fury before we know him as the cynical asshole that he turns out to be. He's kind of the, I don't want to say starry-eyed new guy, but he's he's not the same Nick Fury we know later on. So yeah, number number four seems seems fitting. Chris okay. Brie Larson's awesome. Yes, she is. Uh, what about you, Bill? You know, it's funny. I may get flamed as being a sexist pig out there on Twitter land, um, <laughs> but I have this ranked as as number thirteen on my list. Oh, that's not bad. It's. I agree with everything Mike uh, Michael has said. I agree with everything. I think the action's fantastic. I think it's got the jokes really land. The um, oh, most of it lands really well. Even the scroll reveal is really good, or that kind of turn. I don't know why I can't, in good faith, rank this higher though. I don't know. It's just it's weird to me that I can't um, because the other 12 movies, I think I just enjoy a little bit more. 
and that's really where it lands. It's not the movie's fault. And the, these middle tiers is are really hard because mm-hmm. these can change based on the day. Like if I watch Captain Marvel again today, that might shoot up to A tier and knock other things down. But as it sits today, it's it's a 13, but don't feel bad. I'm sure you're not feeling bad, Brie Larson. I'm sure you're perfectly fine with my ranking. <laughs> I'm sure you could care less. It's it's just that's where it's got to sit. But hey, Michael encapsulated it very well, so that's basically it. Okay. Uh, for me, it landed number seven. I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it when I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it when we rewatched it. I think it's just a really good film. I, I mean, yes, it does follow the formula of, you know, Marvel, but that's fine. I mean, it's still a very entertaining film. I think a lot of people I know have issues with it because of her, but she does a great job in this. And hey, how many actresses can get up and wear high heel shoes and sing a song about, God, I can't even remember how the song goes all of a sudden, but yes. In a black dress and sing, you know, and be a part of Cla- a demon at Clash Head, you know. So hey, any movie with her in it's gonna rank high for me. It's a white dress, Clash of Demon Head. Is it white dress? Wow, <laughs> black boots, isn't it though? That I don't remember. I need to rewatch that movie again. I'm trying to make a Scott Pilgrim reference. I'm failing horribly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't understand the Clash of Demon Head reference. What is that all about? That's, That's the name, the of, the name of the band she's in. Oh really? It's an NES yeah. game. Well, yeah, in the is. movie, I, yeah, it's an NES the... game. I, I, I kind of love that game. All the bands from the, the original comic were named after games. Oh, really? Oh, neat. Okay. All I can remember is, hello again, friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the rest of that song. But there was a point where I listened to that song, constantly her version for like, just that's all I listened to when I was driving to work for 20 minutes, just listening to that same song <laughs> over and over. I don't know why, but I was at one point, I got two days. Got all the feels, all the feels. So, God, that movie, we'll cover someday. All right, and then, but yeah, so me, it's number seven. It's a good film. Definitely watch it. And I come... And so we're bringing to their number 16. I completely disagree with the place. <laughs> yeah, I'm this sure one. you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, 2011, 80% critic consensus with plenty of pulpy action, a pleasantly retro vibe, and a handful of fine performances. Captain America's solidified old-fashioned blockbuster entertainment. And I have to go first on this one. This is my number one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't expect it that high. I did not expect number one. Yep. I love this film when I saw it in theaters. I actually saw it early in theaters. I had gotten pre, I gotten like an early screening for it. And when we watched it, I watched it multiple times since then. I saw it for the show and we watched it back then. And I just love this movie. It makes me feel so good. It's such a, it's one of the movies where like, I, like I, it makes, I want to cry. I want to laugh. I'm just so like, it's just so damn good. And, and it, I think it, it makes Captain America. It shows who he is as a character from the comic and it makes him into some of an amazing character, and it's just such a great film. Tommy Lee Jones does a great job. Hallie Atwell, that's Atwell, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your girl, you don't know? <sighs> hey, so many. There's so many. There's more women in my head than grains of sand outside, you know? Oh, jeez. There's no sand outside. That's part of the joke. Uh, and FSX. But <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's a great film. And I, I, I might go rewatch it now that after this soon because I need to go see it again. Uh, what about you, Bill? I had this at number 14. <laughs> So uh, 14 for me. Uh, It's a very good introduction to Captain America. I love the retro aesthetic. I think it does a lot of really good things with Steve Rogers developing his character. But in the end, it is a intro movie. Stakes are on the low side. I despise Red Face. It's been very well documented. I don't like Red Face. I think he's a terrible villain. It's fine. It all averages out to fine for me. Um, but I do enjoy it. And again, this is one of those tough ones where, again, based on the day, it could be number 11, could be 10, could be 14. But uh, yeah, I just not something I would actively seek out and watch again. Um, I've had my Captain America experience. I don't really need it again. So what about you, Michael? And bringing up the, the bottom, 
this is the first one that I, I have at the same ranking as the Rotten Tomatoes list. This is my number 16. It's just, yeah, Bill, Bill kind of nailed it. It's just like, I can see why you like it being a history buff and all that, but, and a Captain America fan, but I don't know. He's, he's a cool character, but this whole set in the past thing doesn't do anything for me. It's got, it's got some good laughs and this is the birth of, I can do this all day, which is amazing. Yep. Yep. But uh, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, (laughs) the way I would describe it, it's a very workmanlike movie. Like it gets what it needs to get done in a good way. But uh, this movie's not making it to, you know, upper management. You know, it's just going to get his job done day in, day out. And it, and it does a good job. I mean, it should be commended for that. But it's not not top tier for me. Okay. I'm not surprised that neither of you guys both think that way, but disagree. <laughs> you sound strangely hurt. Mike. Yeah. Expecting another college drop. I didn't think it'd be that low. I knew it wouldn't be anyone number one, but I didn't think it'd be like, oh, you know, over gonna, 10. I'm going to go back into the car and listen to more Clash of Demon Head, I think. After this I think so. <laughs> Friend of a friend. I, w- I actually knew the entire song word for word at one point. I don't anymore, though, because I stopped listening to it. But you haven't seen the movie song. like 40 plus times? Yeah. You know, we're supposed to cover that movie soon. Maybe. One yep. day. We did talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> at number 15, I also don't agree with. This is too low for this movie. Ant-Man 2015, 83% critic consensus, led by a charming performance from Paul Rudd. Ant-Man offers Marvel thrills on an appropriately smaller scale albeit not as smoothly as its most successful predecessors. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? I know this is a movie you like, right? Uh, this is number 12 on my list. It's kind of oh, yeah. in the middling. It's like in the very, in the very middle of my list. I didn't, I wasn't super into it the first time I saw it. I wasn't really into it on the rewatch. Like the, the small sets are cool where he's chunked down, but I don't know. Uh, the, the three wombats are are very annoying in this. Like they, they clean it up quite a bit in the Man the Wasp, but I just feel like this one has more going against it than for it in my eyes. And I can't really put my finger on anything. That's probably why it's right in the middle of my list. Okay, I thought you liked it more, but I guess the second one you like a lot more, huh? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bill? I'm the same as Michael. I had it at 12. It's, I, it's a movie I really enjoy. It's a lot of fun. But again, there's there's movies above it that I just enjoy more. But it's very imaginative, very entertaining. We will talk about it, but the second one does everything better, I think. But we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, I, I enjoy it, man. But it's it's a very slight movie. It doesn't quite stack up with the giant ten poles, and I understand why some people may not like the crazy big ones. But unfortunately, the crazy big ones are exceptionally good and epic. Uh, it's just they are. That's just kind of how they're 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 uh, they're built. So the smaller ones just have to kind of slide into B tier. But it's uh, towards the top of my B tier, right in the middle, actually. And that's um, an enjoyable film. Film, I like it. All right, for me, it's number nine. Actually, I actually put it above Ant Man and the Wasp. I enjoy this movie more. I really, really like this movie. I think it's hilarious. I think it captures the Ant Man character well. I think it does a delivers a good, funny story. It makes you laugh constantly. And, I like it all. Like, I just, I really enjoy this film a lot. I think it's a completely like it was a film that nobody was expecting that we got. That's just really good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fair. And number fourteen, I completely disagree with completely. And I that's weird, Mike. You already said you're number one. How can this one be number one too? (laughs) It must be number Uh, number fourteen on Tomatoes list is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, 2017, 85 percent. They must have you know drugged people for that number. And <laughs> consensus, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2's action-packed plot, dazzling visuals, and irrelevant... He, is that irrelevant? Or is that irreverent. 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 That's not a word I hear very often. Humor. <laughs> no. Add up to a sequel that's almost as fun, if not quite as thrillingly fresh as its predecessor. Bill, why don't you go first? 
<laughs> Thrillingly is not a word on Rotten Tomatoes. Thrillingly, you don't don't put an ad. Don't make that an adverb. That's not a. That's not a. I mean, technically, is a word, but we shouldn't be using it. This this ranked in at number nineteen on my on my list. Good. This is towards the bottom of the C tier. I just very distasteful movie. I I think I liked it a lot more when I first saw it in a theater mm-hmm. with people laughing, everybody enjoying it. You know. Uh, which, of course, m- makes a big difference in how we experience these. Here I'm watching it at home with my wife who loathed it. I mean, just <laughs> hey, and she I don't. Yeah. Did she loathe it? Oh, no, I'm thinking the other one that she loathed. We'll talk about that one in a second. But uh, it's that she I mean, it was just for every joke that lands. There's three that don't. Everyone, I think someone I forget during the show, it might be Michael who said everyone's trying to be Peter Quill now. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to be Star Lord. That's that no one has any personality anymore. Drax is borderline gross. <sighs> And how he treats yep. Mantis. And, and and there's one thing to be unaware of social cues. There's another thing to be a complete dick. And he falls into dick territory hard. The final final boss fight is boring god face, which is, I mean, listen, I mean, I was done with that in Star Fox with Andros, okay? That was the last time I needed a boss face to fight. And it's just not, again, for everything that lands, there's three things that don't. And um, very disappointed in the movie. The only thing I really love about it is the Yondu at the end. I thought that's still beautiful and it still hits hard. And it's still, I think it's very, yep. very well done, which raises it from trash tier. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Okay. For me, it's number 23. It is the worst <laughs> movie in the entire MCU that I've ever seen so far. And I hate this movie. I will never watch it again. I have tried to watch it two times in theaters. Once I put it on, I'm like, I should rewatch again. I couldn't even finish it. Turn it off. I'm like, this movie's terrible. When I left the theater, I didn't enjoy it. I don't like the humor. I don't like the fact that I just feel like with Drax, they're making fun of someone that's autistic, so that irritates me. This whole movie is just garbage to me, and it is the worst movie in this series completely for me. I know people like it, and I know I'm <laughs> not the average opinion of that, but I just I can't stand this movie. That's fair. Uh, it's amazing. Just, it's, it's amazing none of us like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of echo Bill entirely. Like It's also my number 19, and I definitely liked it better the first time I saw it. But I guess going back to watch these things with a critical eye kind of makes you notice things you wouldn't normally. Especially when you're and, recording, you know, episodes. Yeah, well. <laughs> and yeah, the, the really the only saving grace is is Yondu at the end. And I think my favorite moment of the movie is when Ego admits to putting the tumor in Quill's mom's head. And he just kind of snaps him out of it. And his first thought is to pull his guns and shoot his dad. Like that's that's steal steal Mike's word. That's pretty powerful to to see that. But yeah, this movie is but uh, the humor does not land most of the time, the um, the quote unquote humor. And uh, as far as the consensus go, I will give it dazzling visuals because it does do a lot of that, like that yeah, scene of Yondu with his whistle stick killing everyone in the in the, the ship is pretty awesome to see. Like that scene either. It's yeah. Bothered. That whole part bothers me too. When everyone gets thrown out the airlock. Oh, yeah. Right before that, that bothers me a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it. Bill, uh, Bill said it best, like, for every one thing that lands, there's three that don't. So, yeah, number 19, it's down in the, the poo-poo tier. Okay. And number 13, Avengers Infinity War 2018, 85%, and critic consensus, Avengers Infinity War ably juggles a dizzling array of MCU heroes in a fight against their gravest threat yet, and the result is a thrilling, emotionally resonant blockbuster that mostly realizes its gargantuan ambition. Okay, I'll go first. Then. Uh, for me, this lands on... Number 14, I enjoy this film. I still think it's a very good movie. And the thing, I mean, and it's the only movie really because they lose because, you know, the Avengers lose. But again, it's one of those movies, as Mike has said many times in the show, and I'm sure you're going to say again, it's only half a movie. (laughs) 
correct. <laughs> but I, I still really enjoy it. It's one that is tough to watch. Like it's just, but it's very, very entertaining. Like I didn't, once I started, I don't want to stop watching it because it's that enjoyable for me. What about you, Mike? Yeah, but you want to watch the other half of it immediately. No, after, I was okay. Sure. I didn't need to until <laughs> when we got there. I didn't care. It is absolutely like half a movie. And I know that's from the basic, the most basic, the heroes can't lose mentality that I have. Like, like you said, it gets to the end of the heroes lose like Thanos wins. And it's just like, it can't end like this. And they can't dust Spider-Man and make me cry every time. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> but I don't know. This movie also always reminds me of the Siri mouth pain I had when we saw it in theaters. And I, that's not <laughs> something I want to remember. That don't was, worry, Mike. Sony will dust Spider-Man for you really soon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Accurate. Yeah. What about you, Bill? I have it number five. I, I, I have wow. it way high up there. Um, I really like Infinity War. I, I have come, I've come around to Michael's point of view where it, it really is a companion film to Endgame. So if you rank Endgame high, then you should probably also rank Infinity War high because they are basically two halves of one movie. I love... And but but being its own movie, you have to you have to judge it on its own merits, right? You can't completely attach it to its to its predecessor. I'm not sorry to the movie coming after. I love that the fact that the good guys lose. That is so interesting and honest. And I I love the end of this movie. I think there's lots of good action in between. I think there's lots of good setup. Um, Infinity War tends to like blend in my brain with Civil War or the other wars and all that, but. I kind of read a quick like synopsis of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I loved a lot of this. And um, as they set up for the climactic ending that should be high on everyone's list, is it, it it serves its purpose beautifully and does so with passion and emotion. I really do enjoy this movie. So five for me. Okay. Mine and was fifteen. Was... I don't know if I said that. Which number? It was fifteen. Okay. I don't think you did actually. So but now we know. Yep. And number twelve on the tomato meter, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. 2018, 87% critic consensus, a lighter, brighter superhero movie powered by the effortless charisma of Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly. Ant-Man and the Wasp also a much-needed MCU palette cleanser, which is true. I came out. Yep. Didn't out right after Infinity War 2? Yep. yep. So yeah, you needed it after that. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? Yeah, because Infinity War is such a downer as a mo- of a movie, as we said in that episode, but this is easily my number one. This movie is such a blast wow. to sit through and enjoy. You mean wow? You didn't know that? <laughs> I was like number one. I knew it'd be high. Yeah, yeah I wasn't. Yeah, gonna, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't going to guess one actually too. But I knew it'd be like top four. It's so fun. Like all the the humor lands, and we get to see a lot of cool visual stuff with the the shrinking and whatnot. And Wasp is an awesome character, and Ghost is an awesome character. Even if her motives aren't great, because it's one of those things where they could simply sit down and talk and get things sorted out and not have to fight. But that wouldn't be a very interesting movie, right? The the southern gentleman with the building. It's not great as as a villain goes. He's just kind of thrown in there, but I guess they felt they had to have an actual antagonist because Ghost kind of comes around in the end. And I would be hurt a little more. It'd be a number twelve on the Rotten Tomatoes list, but the eleven that are above it are also pretty great. So almost yeah, this this is number one. It's great. Okay, what about you, Bill? I have it at number eleven, right above Ant Man. That number (laughs) twelve. I I do think consider these kind of companion movies as well. So. I just felt like I got to include them both. I do like Ant-Man and Wasp better for all the reasons Michael said. Lots of fun visuals. The jokes, by and large, mostly land. Paul Rudd has some redemptive qualities to him. He's really doing the right thing. There's, um, oh, what's the name of the uh, FBI guy who's constantly telling him? Oh, Wu. 
Woo. Woo is <laughs> great. I love Woo. Everything really works in this. And it's, again, though, this is one of those, it's upper in my B tier. Um, I, I was just looking at my list for the 80th time. I realized I must be a basic bitch because, man, all the biggies <laughs> are, like, up in the A tier. Maybe I just like big explosions and kabooms. Man, and man and Wasp is so great. And, again, anything that's kind of, like, 16 and above, I have a lot of affection for and really like. So I like a lot of this MCU more than I dislike. Ant-Man and the Wasp just had to sit there in, in 11. I can't in good faith put it above. Well, it's one movie I probably could put it above, but 11, okay. that's where I'm at. Uh, for me, it's also number 11. That's kind of funny. Hey. <laughs> I enjoyed this film a lot. I think it's a really good film. It's funny. It's entertaining. I could definitely watch it again. And it's lighthearted and you need lighthearted after what you just went through. Yeah. 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 I will give it that it has no agency on the rest of the MCU. It has no bearing on the overarching plot, but that's, that's fine, fine too. It's a, uh, as well, I said in that episode, it's smaller stakes. Well, isn't there, isn't the, the end teaser or the end the thing? The cliffhanger yeah, yeah, yeah. does factor heavily. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Other than that, other than that, you're right. It's a completely separate side story, which I like. I like the side stories. Um, too. Yeah. And then brings us to number 11 on their, on their ranking. Uh, Doctor Strange, 2016, 89% critic consensus. Doctor Strange artfully balanced its outrage source material against the blockbuster constraints of the MCU, delivering a thoroughly entertaining superhero origin story in the bargain. Uh, Bill, if I remember, I think you were the yeah. one that liked this movie the most. He's the, he's the cumber bitch. I'm right, the cumber bitch. You want to go first? Yeah, I, I have a 10 right above Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, <laughs> as much as I love love me some, some uh, cumber Cumberbatch, it's uh, it's great. I do enjoy this movie so much. I love the mysticism. I love Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. There's some stupid things in this movie, though, uh, as we discussed on the show. You know, namely the surgery. You know, when he you know, yeah. pushes him out the way and uh, it, just letting him in. He just come on in. Just, just have us have a lay down on this open open uh, open the uh, bed in the MC in the MCU in the ICU. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I love the mysticism again. I love Wu. Is that right? The character. Who's the character? The Wong. Wong, thank you. He's, Wong is phenomenal. He's so good. Um, there are some blemishes, though, the way he learns the mysticism so fast. But again, that's just a movie trying to move forward. Um, has some of my favorite poignant moments, which, of course, is with uh, Tilda Swinton as she's about to die. You know, I think that is just one. It's a top 10 moment in the MCU, in my opinion. And uh, yeah, I, I love all the Inception world bending. It's really fun until it gets to the point where you can't see what the hell is going on, <laughs> which happens towards the end of that movie. So there are some um, knocks against it, which knock it down. But yeah, number 10. Okay. For me, it's number 12. I, I did enjoy this film. It's a film that I don't need to watch very many times, because but it, it is a fun film. It's it's definitely a very unique movie, too. And when it comes to the MCU, it's, you know. I mean, yes, it followed the same formula of Iron Man, but it's a fun film. I, I enjoyed it. I am excited for the sequel. I think the sequel will be really good. Oh, what about you, Mike? I'm right in between you guys at number 11. Ah, hey, there you go. It's just kind of uh, fine. Oh, wait, no. Nope, I'm sorry. The Rotten Tomatoes is number 11. I'm number 13, so I'm bloody <laughs> too. Wow. <laughs> I got two lists open. I keep looking between them. It's throwing me off. Anyway, it's fine. The The visuals are, are cool, like Bill said, but I think... Explaining that Dormammu doesn't know what time is is really interesting. It was a cool way to basically get him to give up I love the battle it. of attrition. Yep. Although it's painful to see Doctor Strange die over and over again during that scene. Yeah. Uh, Wong is awesome and continues to be awesome from what I understand in his uh, future appearances. But I lo- like, have you? No, I have not. Uh, that'll probably happen this weekend. Okay, good. Let's go. But like Mike said, it's not one I need to go back and see multiple times like some of the other ones okay then we get to a movie that 
I yeah, one of my favorite movies of the entire MCU. I'm uh, surprised this is this low. It's it's crazy. It's, yeah, this this movie is just. I also think just like almost a perfect movie. Like I don't understand how Captain America: The Winter Soldier is number ten on this list. 2014, 90%, and critic consensus is suspenseful and politically astute. Captain America: The Winter Soldier superior entry in the Avengers can is sure to thrill Marvel diehard. I'm gonna go first in this one because I have stuff I have to say. One, this is number two <laughs> on my list. To me, this movie should was number one for the longest time. It wasn't until we did the rewatch. I'm like, I just love First Avenger. This movie is so damn good. It affects where the MCU is going to go because it, it gets rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. It turns everything with Hydra. It has Scratcher Hansen with wonderful hair. Like everything about this movie <laughs> is amazing. I love this movie. And I I know I saw it in theaters. I loved it when I was with one of my exes. And I remember she got it for her kids to watch. And I was watching. I'm like, oh, my God. I remember she looking like, what are you, an idiot? And I'm like, it's Captain America. And she, you know, it didn't make a thing higher than me. That's for sure. But it always has something that always stuck with me, too. Like, I'm like, he's Captain America. Of course he can do it. And I just I love this movie. I This movie is amazing. And it should not be number 10 on this list. Yeah. What, a, what about you, Mike? See, this is the thing. I'm I'm looking at this list, and the next three entries are all 90%, and I think they just sorted them by the release year, because this one came out first, Yeah, so it's at the oh, bottom yeah. of that. But still, it, it's number three on my list, so it, it doesn't even belong down here with the with the plebes, the plebeians. <laughs> uh, for all the reasons you just said, like, the, the, the action always works. I don't feel like there's a boring moment in this movie, even when it's just him and Natasha, like, walking around this abandoned military base. Like, there's still cool stuff going on. We get to see Zemo as he's supposed to appear in a, a monitor, which is kind of cool. Nice nod for the, the comic nerds. Yeah, it was. There's not much I don't like about this movie. That's why I ranked it so high, I guess. As <laughs> This is the purpose of this stupid thing. <laughs> what about you, Bill? This is number one. This oh, is wow. top of the list. This is top tier. This is extraordinarily close to my top, my number two. I mean, I flip-flopped them 18 times. I just had a hardest time picking one. But in the end, Winter Soldier won out because not only is it an extremely efficient movie, again, like everyone said, like, the action's phenomenal. Zemo's great. Is this the, is this the one where the King uh, Wakandu, the king, uh, gets blown up? Or is that different? No, no that's, that's Civil War. That's Civil War. That is Civil War. Okay, sorry. So I, I said, didn't forget that. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's a really just extraordinarily good movie, and it matters to the MCU. It's important to the overall storyline. And like I said, I gave that the 10% edge. And that 10% edge is why it's above my number two. But it's okay. it's really just a extraordinary movie for all this movie, all the reasons you said. Yeah. Right. I love the banter between Black Widow and Steve, too. It's like, hey, you should it's talk so... to the, the chicken accounting. Nah, she's got a nose ring. I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because, again, they're... yeah, go ahead. That's great. I was going to say, you have this major tentpole movie. We can Winter Soldier is a major, major film in the MCU. It's not quite the temple like, you know, Endgame or anything like that, but it's up there. And the filmmakers are extraordinarily good at slowing down and let just Steve and Scarlett just sit in the car and talk and build character through interactions and dialogue. And that is so refreshing. I love the, base, the baseball cap bit. I think my started there. <laughs> uh, no one notices me. It's, I don't know, just oh, as an extraordinary. Since story. you brought that up i've been watching the show you which i do not recommend if you have any type of trauma with stalking do not watch that show but the guy constantly will sneak around by putting a baseball cap on and people don't and people rec- <laughs> and people act like people don't recognize people well hey man it's you and they're like what are you talking about i don't know how i got here like it's, it doesn't work for him all the time but it makes That's me funny. laugh we just look like ourselves at a baseball game <laughs> <laughs> That's great back to, back to ant-man <laughs> all right and then number nine 
Captain America Civil War 2016, 90%. Critic consensus, Captain America Civil War begins the next wave of Marvel movies with action-packed superhero blockbuster boasting a decidedly non-cartoonish plot and the courage to explore a thought-provoking theme. Mike, why don't you go first? Yeah, they, they kind of nailed that there. It is very non-cartoonish. This movie is a bummer of a movie. Yes, it is. The only reason that it is number nine on my list is because of the airport scene. That whole fight is awesome. Plus, we're introduced to Spider-Man, even if he's not the best Spider-Man, but that's neither here nor there. I don't know. It, it's just, like I said, it's a bummer of a movie. Like, it's not what I want out of a superhero movie. And I know that makes me a basic bitch in that regard, but I'm okay with it. I know what I'm here for. I know what I like. And this is this is not it. But it's still number nine because of that fight scene. So it's still high. Yeah, it's up there. It's on the top ten. What about you, Bill? I had this at number eight. Again, this oh. is again, this is such a uh, again, a huge big temple movie. I agree with the, actually the consensus. The first time they actually got it right. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got a lot of pathos and a lot of drama, which I'm I'm very much so here for. Um, the action scene, again, that airport tarmac is just extraordinary. I love the way it's framed and paced because you have these heroes basically I love how Hawkeye and Black Widow are kind of like, you know, are going to hit me too hard? You know, almost joking as they're kind of <laughs> going at each other. There's a lot of sadness in this. And this the idea of this splintering due to ideologies is very honest and real. And I think it's handled handled very well. It takes its time to cement those themes of these two people, of Tony and, and Steve, just breaking apart because they're just different people and they believe different things. And there's not much you can do about that, about that, that schism, about that split that never, I mean, I don't, except for the end game, of course, everyone gets together to fight the big bad. But in the end, it really does linger for quite some time in the, mm-hmm. in the major canon of things. So again, it's one of those movies that has to do a lot and it does nearly everything well. So yeah, eight for me. And the fact that I couldn't call an Avengers movie because they're not really the Avengers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not really. And let's be real. Bill, the only reason it's this low is because of the kiss between Captain America and Agent 13. I just, could you stop? This just, I mean, please. I just, you could have just taken that whole scene out. I mean. Yeah. <sighs> I'm glad you did, though. I appreciate it. And for me, this one is number 19. I despise Ooh. this movie. Not because it's a good movie. Yeah. I do not like seeing superheroes fight each other. As I said on off, I'm sure many times that episode. I just, I've seen this movie about three times and I just can't. I can't handle the fact that they fight each other and they fight each other with something stupid that could have been prevented. And it just it bothers me a lot. But the movie's good. It's a good film. It's just not for me. So are you saying we're not going to cover Marvel Rise of the Imperfects? <laughs> I'll go that. Everyone, that's, that's a game. I'll, that's a bad game. <laughs> Everyone's favorite Marvel fighting it. game. <laughs> it's one of the worst Marvel games I think ever made up there. Right, at least in that era. There. So, yeah, I'd cover it. All right. And that brings us to number eight. Uh, this one I don't understand. Spider-Man Far From Home 2019, 90% critic consensus, a breezy, unpredictable blend of teen romance and superhero action. Spider-Man Far From Home stylishly sets the stage for the next era of the MCU. What movie did they watch? Because none of that describes anything that we Un- Unpredictable is a word they chose to use for this movie. I just, I don't know. I don't Mike, know. Mike, why don't you go first? This is number 18. This Ooh. is at the top of my, my poo-poo tier. Like, it's another one that I know I didn't really care for when we saw in theaters, but the rewatch that we just did here a month or two ago is just made me realize how much I really don't like this movie. It's barely a Spider-Man movie. He doesn't get to really truly be Spider-Man until the last 15 minutes, which are cool. He does some cool stuff during that very Spider-Man stuff, but it's 
kind of like Iron Man 3, where it tries to be a, more of a Peter Parker movie than a Spider-Man one, and I don't think even that fires off well. Because like we said in that episode, it tries to be two movies and doesn't really succeed at either one of them. So uh, it's not one I plan to go back and watch whenever I do do rewatches. Yeah, that'll be years from now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Bill? I have it at 18 as well. And I actually, as Mike, Michael was talking, I kind of moved my list around a little bit. The PowerPoint slide. So I can just move the things around. I had it. I had it lower, but I moved it. I moved it slightly up because one movie had to go down. Uh, we have not discussed yet. Okay. So, so far from far from it's, it's just like you said, it's, it doesn't have rules. It breaks all the rules. It doesn't set any rules up. So when you have these scenes and again, this may be context. This may be, if I was sitting in a theater with a bunch of fans, they're all like, Yay, Spider-Man, Yay, Mysterio. I may have not noticed these, but again, sitting at, you know, 10 o'clock at night with my wife on the couch watching this, I'm like, Nothing makes sense. Even the visually spectacular moment when Mysterio's confounding Peter, I jumped up and said, what is going on? <laughs> Stop this. What is happening here? I probably would have turned it off at that point. But, um, you know, my duty to the show overtook all my anger. I, it's, just, it's just a mess. And I do like the, 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 the high school stuff. I actually really do enjoy that. But it's just really oil and water, like we said in the episode, just doesn't mix at all. And it's a very big disappointment. I have no clue why this is. Maybe <laughs> maybe only like 20 critics saw this and 18 liked it and got or 90%. I, I don't know. But it's really baffling that this is that high on the list. And this is the one that your wife loathed watching, right? She she hated this. And she hated another one that we're going to talk about that we haven't oh, okay. talked about yet. Yeah. yeah. With her on that one too. All right, and the funny thing is, this is also my number eighteen. Also, all three of us agreed on a movie <laughs> for the first time. So funny! Look at that. It had to happen at least once. I don't enjoy this film. I I know we. It's just it's not a Spider-Man movie. It's like he was like Mike was saying. It's mostly a Peter Parker movie, and it's just not good. It's just it's more, and it doesn't it doesn't set up the rest of the MCU. It just it it shouldn't. Even, this movie shouldn't should have been later, like a couple years later. I know it came out quicker than it should have because of contract. And Black Widow should have been in this, and Endgame should have ended phase three, and it should be the end of our conversation, not a fucking Spider-Man movie. That's just like, Tony died. <laughs> we don't care about Black Widow or anybody else, but Tony died. <laughs> I'm like, I got issues. That. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't like this movie. And this, this will bring is, us to. Hmm? Hold on. It's 50% a Peter Parker movie, 30% a Tony Stark movie, and then the last 20% is Spider-Man. Like, it's more Tony Basically. than it is Spider-Man. Which is right. Yeah, because it's Tony Stark villain. He's and already dead. Spider-Man is pretty much an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this whole movie. So basically unpredictable. Yeah. The <laughs> Spider-Man movie should have been called Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, like the old cartoon. But instead, <laughs> and one first one was you know, Iron Man. Second one was Nick Fury, and the, sort of. And the third one is going to be Doctor Strange, I think. So, hey, mm-hmm. but I am excited for that movie. So and this brings us to number seven. Marvel's The Avengers 2012, 91%. Critic consensus, thanks to a script that emphasizes the hero's humanity and a wealth of super-powered set pieces, The Avengers lives up to his hype and raises the bar for Marvel at the movies. I'm going to go first, because I have the most uh, worst pick of this movie, I'm sure. This was number 17 for me. Wow. And... I, and it's only because when we re because I haven't cha- I haven't rewatched these movies. I haven't really like I have to go by. I'm going by whatever the watch was at the time that I watched them for the show. I didn't enjoy this film. I loved this film when I saw it in theaters. I loved it when I rewatched it later. But when I watched it for the show, I did not enjoy it at all. And that's what I'm ranking this on. It's a good film. Man. I just did not enjoy it at all compared to many others. How about you, Bill? This is the one I think I should have slid down the list further in favor favor of other movies, but I have it at nine, and I'm going to keep it there um, for sake of this conversation. 
It's a little higher than I ought to, as I'm thinking it through and really talking about you know your Ant Man, your Cap- Captain Marvels. I, I'm like, ooh, that, this should this should go down the list, but it's here, so here's why. Notice the date on that. 2012 that is a very 2012 (laughs) take on this movie that's what it was in 2012 it's not what it is now and it has really aged poorly a lot of the jokes are very thin it does a nice job though of establishing a tension between the team and through that tension you get cohesion kind of like you know iron sharpening iron you get the kind of idea of you know they're going to become a team because they're because of their um differences you know and i think that's very honest and real I love Loki. Uh, give me give me Loki all day. <laughs> I'm just all about Loki. Um, Hulk Smash is still good. It's still a very funny bit, and it still makes sense today. It has not hold up, held up visually. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, well. Watch watch the Hulk Smash Loki around. You're like, oh boy, there's some rubber arms going on there. Um, <laughs> but in the end, the action's pretty satisfying, and it's the first time Mike incorrectly coined the phrase "space slugs." So, <laughs> you know, this, this, one of the one of the many stupid things I've said on this series over the last 23 films. So, 25 actually. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's my place. I'm gonna keep it at nine. But I think if I were to redo this tomorrow, I'd probably put it lower. Okay. What about you, Mike? I've got it at the highest at, at number seven. Another one that I mirror the the oh, nice. Tomatoes list. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of that's just the novelty because there was nothing like this before of having heroes have their own individual movies and then coming together is just it was such a spectacle to see on the big screen. And I definitely think it drags towards the middle when Loki's kind of pitting everyone against each other. And yeah. eh, like we see that too often. It's like every Ninja Turtles movie where Raph and Leo have to fight for no discernible reason other than that's what they're supposed to do. It's, uh, it just kind of feels out of place. Like they're not a team at this point. I get it, but it, it hurts the movie, I think. But okay. yeah, it's it's fine. And you get to see you get to see Hawkeye and in, 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 fe- <laughs> in action for the first time other than and the one scene you had Thor. Yeah, he is kind of evil. For the first half of the movie where he's, you know, I, I bothered me too. I, I think that's another reason why the movie ended up. Yeah, I was say, we, figured out, <laughs> we figured out why Mike hates it. I was mad when they did that. The heroes fight and Hawkeye is evil. I mean, he did start out as a villain, so that's fair. Yeah, I know. It's in that comic I never read that's above me. I'll never open that bag. Because the comic might <laughs> disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> he's an Iron Man villain in his first appearance and second appearance. Yep, yep, yep. All right, this brings us to number six. Guardians of the Galaxy 2014. 92% critic consensus. Guardians of the Galaxy just as ever, ever, ever went. We bring that word again. As fans <laughs> of the frequently zany Marvel comics would expect, as well as funny, thrilling, full of heart, and packed with visual splendor. Oh, Mike, the, same, the same author wrote both of these because the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is the other one that used irreverent. Oh. <laughs> it's like someone learned a new word. They were going to get the mileage <laughs> out of that. Well, it was years later that he wrote the review. So he's like, ah, they won't remember. So, oh, what did I write for the first one? Oh, okay. Uh, this is number 10 on my list. Like, it's probably the chief movie that should not have worked on paper, but somehow pulled one out. It uh, snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, I think. Uh, the humor mostly works because unlike its sequel, it doesn't go over the top with it, which, man, we'll be talking about here in a couple movies. <laughs> All the characters kind of get their own time to shine, and I don't feel like anyone overshadows anyone else even Groot who only says five words by the end of the movie gets gets his moment <sighs> I don't yeah it's 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 good but it's not one that I want to watch over some of these other ones and now as I'm looking at my list I kind of wish I'd put it a little higher I would say I would probably put it number eight instead of Iron Man 2 but number 10 is where it is so that's where it'll stay what about you Bill 
I have it exactly as the list here. Number six. This is a very effective movie. And again, if you look at it in context, it was such a breath of fresh air at the time. And even rewatching it, the humor for the most part lands. The characters are fun and interesting. Uh, they develop them, again, through things they're doing and adventures they're going on. The ending, you know, again, Groot's sacrifice is just beautiful and touching and wonderful. It's, it's good to see Rocket have, have a turn towards the very, very end. Even the things that are on the goofy side, like dance, you know, <laughs> like, I, I forgot what he said, but distract, he distracts. Yeah, yeah. the dance off. What are you doing? That's still really funny. I, I get a kick out of it. Um, it's good. It's a very good movie, and uh, I I don't know if I would put this lower after a rewatch or something, but I'm going to leave it at six because, again, it was such a breath of fresh air at the time. And again, upon rewatch, I really had a good time with it. It's got some, it's got some flaws, but overall, I, I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit, enough to put it at number six. For me, it's number three. I love wow. this film. I think I'm, I'm actually watching the opening right now as we're talking. Like just said, just the way that movie opens up with him playing a Michael, oh, not Michael Jackson song, just playing a song, singing the song, dancing, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? And it's just hilarious. This whole movie, this is a movie that I can just watch anytime. I haven't watched since because of the show, but it's just such a hilarious film, and it's just so. And it's my number three, and I, I love this. There's a movie that I, I came with no expectations at all, and I left happier than I could ever expect. Mm-hmm. And thanks to this episode, I now know every time I hear the Pina Colada song, I'm like, oh, Bill would be upset. I forgot about that. Put it at number 11. That's it. You, you lost five points for that atrocity. And don't forget, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. Who uh, can't forget the beautiful, this, the dulcet tones of a bunch of white Swedish people yelling Ooga Chaga. Yeah, great. Stinks. <laughs> I wonder if those songs are in the new game that just came out as of the time of this recording. I don't know. They are? Oh, I was curious. I doubt oh, it. Oh, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> so that brings us to number five, a Spider-Man Homecoming 2017. 92% critic consensus Spider-Man Homecoming does whatever a second reboot can, delivering a colorful, fun adventure that fits snugly in the sprawling MCU without getting bogged down in franchise building. That's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bill, why don't you go first? I had this at number 15. Which might oh. be on the low side, but I, I'm going to stick with it, obviously, because that to move other things around. It's it's a, this is a very good movie. I remember loving it when I saw it in theaters, just absolutely loving it. But my issue with Spider-Man and Michael will attest to this is that I can't look at these movies the same after Spider at their most Spider-Verse. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever or Homecoming and think, oh, wow, this is like amazing Spider-Man. Because it's not compared to that. I know I shouldn't do that in a critical standpoint, but I cannot divorce myself from that fact that Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. So I don't, uh, and arguably one of the better, best comic book movies ever made. So I, I like this movie a lot. I think it's a lot of charm, but for some reason, I just don't have a lot of heart to go and, and make this happen. And plus there's lots of Tony Stark again. All the mm-hmm. Tony Stark. We just, uh, he's always there. Hey, hey, pal. Yeah, 15. That's where I'm putting it. Although I like it quite a bit. And again, this okay. this B tier, I still like all these movies quite a bit. And I'll go next. Uh, for me, this one came in number 10. I, I enjoy this movie. I think it's a good Spider-Man movie. Well, it's a good Marvel. It's a good Marvel movie. This not getting bogged down in franchise building. Come on, this movie's a freaking Spider-Man, Iron Man movie. Like, I don't get that. But I enjoy it. I, I, I do like it. It's it's a I think it's a very good film in general. And it does do a good job. I just wish there was less Iron Man. Mm-hmm. What about you, that, Mike? That old licensing thing that we all love so much. It's uh-huh. like, you can't just make your own Spider-Man movie. 
against all odds, this is number 11 on my list. Like, uh, <laughs> it's still Spider-Man, but like Bill said, it, every Spider-Man movie is competing to be second best at this point. And God, the fact that this had to be an MCU movie just kind of bogs it down. Like I would, I would rather have seen Uncle Ben die for the 80 billionth time and gotten <laughs> another Spider-Man origin movie than uh, Spider-Man and Tony's power hour or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> Vulture is cool. He's a cool villain. They took a super goofy look and made it look cool, which somehow and the twist of him being Liz's dad is also equally cool. And I'm going to stop saying cool now, <laughs> but yeah. it, it's, it's not what I want from a Spider-Man movie. And I'm kind of surprised I put it as high as I did. Hmm. Okay. Oh, let's talk about this trashy. Oh, I'm going <laughs> I've been so waiting waiting for this for. Here Thor we go. Ragnarok, 2017, 93% critic consensus, exciting, funny, and above all fun. Thor Ragnarok is a colorful cosmic adventure that sets a new standard for its franchise in the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going first. <laughs> uh, I rank this movie at number five. I love <sighs> this film. I've seen it three times. It's hilarious. It's mm, great. I remember, it, there's somewhere I have to be, so I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> it changed everything about what Thor was from the first two films, and it's the only reason why Chris Hemsworth stuck around because of the change of direction. And I think it is one of the best films in the MCU. No, now, now for the negative takes. What about you, Bill? This movie, this is number twenty on my list. This is at the very bottom of the C tier. It's not quite trash because it is a very well-made movie, but this is this is not funny. <laughs> This is not fun. <laughs> and, and Thor, we all realized very early in, in Thor that Thor works as a comic character. He, he, is, he is not, but he's not silly. The, what, the way Thor works is that he's serious and he's funny and he's quippy, but he's grounded as the king of Asgard, right? He's not Mr. Bean, where he's like slapstick, <laughs> like throwing balls against, against windows. Like he's, he's not supposed to be that, like. Him as a, just a buffoon is is so out of character and doesn't work. And every joke, every joke goes on too long. I and I get that's what the director's known for. Um, I can the, the name is escaping of the director, but he did Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, thank you. He did Jojo Rabbit, which is supposedly extraordinarily good. I don't know, haven't seen it, but it's I, I just don't like that. And it might just be personal taste. And I know. I know if I'd seen this in theaters with people, which I did not upon release, I would rank this so much higher because we'd all be laughing. We'd all be sharing the experience. We'd all be chuckling at the slapstick and the and the, the goofiness. Mm. But again, sitting at home with my wife, who 20 minutes in was like, this sucks. I <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. She almost left. Like, I'm going to go watch Great, Great British Baking Show. It's, it, it is a, it's just misguided. And I just don't think anything really works. You have an idiot named what was the idiot who pulls out the uh, the machine guns? Scar oh, executioner. Scourge. Well, that's Scourge. Who you're supposed to be. You have a character. You wrote a film in the year 2017 with a character named Scourge. I, I do. How did you? How? The and comics. the villain's terrible. The, I'm sorry. I've heard people defend the villain. Oh, she's interesting. She learned that she is. Uh, I like her a lot. She, and she's, hot. she's she learned that Odin. You know. Oh, that's her. Her. So her. Her. Her solution to that is destroy entire Asgard, destroy everything. More power. That's what I want. It sucks. I'm sorry. I hate to steal Michael's thunder, but Michael, I'm sure you can go on. (laughs) So fire away. I've got this even lower at 21. This movie is, but I hate this movie. I hated watching it in theaters. I hated the rewatch. Like I, I, 
I know I'm just going to echo a lot of what I said in the episode, but the fact okay. that they undercut what would otherwise be awesome moments to just do more slapstick garbage humor is, oh, it pisses me off. Uh, and like we talked about in the episode that Odin just kind of cut a footnote. They just kind of sweep him under the rug, but it would have been way more interesting to see Thor kind of make amends with his dad and to see Hela actually interact with him. And just like, oh, dad's dead. Here comes Hela. Like, who cares? I, uh, I need to stop. The this only thing sucks. that would make this worse is if Thor was running around with a turkey on his head for Thanksgiving dinner. Like, he's, <laughs> it's, it's the fucking worst. Uh, I'm sorry. The only reason this is 21 and not at the very bottom of the list is because of a single character named Korg. Who yeah, is, Korg is, is the only brevity in this movie. His <laughs> humor actually works. Yeah. And we're not it's, looking at Hulk's butt. And, ugh. Yeah, it's just again, it's one of those things where if you look at humor in the other MCU, even Guardians of the Galaxy, not everything was a joke. Not everything was clearly written to be a gag. Not even a joke, a gag, right? Like um, uh, Valkyrie falling off the the stair, falling off the uh, the ramp, mm-hmm. right? And then she wakes, she has a bottle in her hand, and I'm surprised she didn't slip on a banana peel on her way there, <laughs> and then a 16 ton weight fall on her head. Like that's that kind of like rule of threes, rule of fours. Like you don't have to have that. Like you said, Michael, she could just walk down the aisle, walk down that thing, and start blowing people away. That would have been cool. It's called a break. Mm-hmm. It's called a rest. You know, you can like if you go through the orchestra, go to the, a cinema, uh, go to the orchestra, right? Go to a concert. Every, everything in the concert is not it's not like all brass and violins there's moments where it eases up and it's calm there's flutes and clarinets like it's not all Sousa marches it's the f- oh, I'm sorry I can't I think I think of the episode we called it Thor one step too far yeah I think it's right it's, it's <laughs> so fitting uh, Mike do you want to retort <laughs> the no, no, I mean, hey, it's your opinion I agree I understand I you're not a lot I mean I know other people hate this movie too I just enjoy it I know very few people who hate this movie, and I, I'm uh, amazed yeah, exactly. that I'm amazed Michael and I, I are, two of them? are, Me are too. brother. Yeah, we're brothers in this, in like trying to sell. <laughs> like, no, this is not good, y'all. This is not what comedy is. It's okay. Mm. All right, and then next will be number three. But I have to run away for one second to move a turkey, so I will be right back, and we'll keep going. Okay, I'll set it all to stop. So I'll be right I, back. I, I hope you're not moving across state lines. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it on your head. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid oh man the mr bean comparison's gold <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's just slapstick no- I, I don't know i don't know and it's funny like, I, i've yeah go ahead the ball thing it would have been so cool to see him smash the window and leap out yeah. in dramatic fashion but nope we got a point yeah it's, it's so it's just and it's out of character for like thor like he, it doesn't make sense that he would do mm-hmm. that it, it doesn't he would just smash out the window he's thor right like that's what you do yeah, I don't like, know. Mike actually said is that they changed what Thor is, but they made him worse. They made him completely devoid of what made him Thor in the first place. It's an overcorrect. It's a massive overcorrection. Yeah, they they turned him into a guardian of the galaxy, which he's yeah, he's I guess he another Peter Quill. Yeah, again, yes, just another Peter Quill um, yucking it up. So oof, oof. God, I hate that movie. <laughs> I did. I I did. I don't know if I. I kind of. I I I was just. I was just annoyed. I was annoyed the nearly the entire time. Mm-hmm. Even Jeff Goldblum, who I yeah, I, listen, who doesn't oh. love Jeff Goldblum? Even Apparently, I won't Jeff, need that in either. Huh? <laughs> he won't. Even <laughs> okay, Jeff. Works. We're still going. Even Jeff Goldblum, who everyone loves, beloved figure, is just just he's just Jeff Jeff Goldblum playing Jeff Goldblum in in, in makeup. Ugh. Uh, yep. The only thing I will say is the Hulk <laughs> Thor fight is good. The Hulk Thor fight in the stadium, that's mm-hmm. great. 
that's that's the redeeming value for me and Korg. Yeah. Okay. And this will bring us to number three. Finally, <laughs> uh, Iron Man 2008, 94% critic consensus, powered by Robert Johnny Jr.'s vibrant charm. Iron Man turbocharges a superhero drama with a deaf, intelligent, and affectionate sense of fun. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll go first. For me, this fell on eight. I enjoyed this film. It's been almost two years since we watched it, and it was the first one we watched, obviously. I don't remember it very well. I just remember that I enjoy it. So that's all I got about the movie. I, I enjoyed it, and it started something that was epic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what about you, Mike? Uh, this is number five on my list. Like, they really took... An, an asshole that you should hate and made him likable before they ruined it in Iron Man three by making you hate him again. <laughs> so I would dig on that movie every opportunity I get. That's fine. But it again, this is this kind of set a, a new precedence for for superhero movies because before this, the early two thousands were kind of the wild west of of superhero movies. You got mostly bad like Elektra and whatnot, but. I don't know. I don't know what it is about this one that, that, that kind of pulls away from the rest of the those movies that we saw before, like even the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man duology, because there was no third one. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that movie. We talked about that some other time. Well, but yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. nailed it. It's like he is Tony Stark. He's uh, he's probably the best casting in the MCU. And I know everyone's got their favorite of that whole shtick, but. Yeah, uh, number five. Okay. What about you, Bill? I am at number four. Even if you take away from historical context of this movie, which, as everyone has said, it jump-started the MCU. It was the sea change that superheroes needed. And let's be honest, I don't think we needed any more, what was it, ultraviolet, you know, or or dark man. (laughs) We didn't need any more of those. It was a... It it's still an extremely effective and enjoyable movie. It's tr- it's a tight script. There's no real fat on this script whatsoever. It it does what it needs to do. It establishes Tony Stark it has a pretty um, good antagonist, a decent antagonist. Again, still a holdup <laughs> from the early years. Like this, it's decent. He's Obi is fine, but that's really not the point. The point is seeing Iron Man do cool stuff as Iron Man and have some friction to work against. And as that kind of, it, it works in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I love that movie. And it's it's one I'll watch multiple times again um, on my Blu-ray player at number four. No, I'm not using Disney+. Plus. I'm going to watch <laughs> my Blu-ray player, damn it. I have a binder full of movies that needs to get used. So uh, yeah, number four for me. Okay. Uh, even if it did set that, that precedence of the villain is just the evil version of the hero. Like, eh. It's still good, though. Yeah, it's still good. I might go rewatch it actually soon. Warmonger looks cool, so I'll get, I'll get, they get a pass. A character I never heard of until that movie. I read well, Iron Man was kind of a character a lot of people hadn't heard of before that movie. You and I had Captain America the Avengers, and beyond that, it was... Yeah, he wasn't in that yeah. game, so... And that will bring us to number two, Avengers Endgame. 2019, 94%. Critic consensus, exciting, entertaining, and emotionally impactful. Avengers Endgame does whatever it takes to deliver, deliver a satisfying finale to Marvel's epic Infinity Saga. If it was the last movie, then I would agree with this comment. <laughs> yeah. It does whatever it takes. That makes it sound so seedy. Like, we'll do whatever you want. This is like our movie. <laughs> oh, Mike, why don't you go first? Uh, this is number six. Like, oh. most of the movie is fine but the only reason it's this high because of the the 20 plus minute fight scene at the end is just (laughs) phenomenal all the callbacks through the rest of the mcu like 
it definitely does feel like what the entire MCU has been building towards, and it's cool to to see the payoff from that. But the rest of the movie is kind of not my bag, as Austin Powers would say. God, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fine. It's number six seems fitting. Okay. And for I'll go next. For me, it's actually number four. I I think it's a, I love this movie. I saw it twice, once in theaters, and then no, I saw it three times. One theaters, once in, just on. It was on Netflix for a little bit, and then I saw it again for the show, and it's just such a good film. And there's, you know, and there were things that I didn't catch the first time I saw it that when we rewatched it for the show, the third time I finally caught him. Like when he when he gets ready to fight Thanos, and he's like, "I can do this all day." He doesn't realize that everyone's going to show up because they didn't think the blip worked. And it's just such a it's such a good movie. I, he actually I doesn't it. say that there. What? I think everyone thinks that he should have said, "I could do this all day," but no, he didn't that... say it. But that's what he was. That's the moment of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he, he I almost feel like they. I almost feel like they left that line out because he he knows that he can't. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm giving the the writers too much credit, but oh hey, they're good writers. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they wrote Winter Soldiers. So That's hey. True. Yeah. Oh, great freaking movie. Oh, uh, what about you, Bill? Endgame is number three for me. It's a extra. I, when I upon my most recent rewatch, it does get a little confusing when they're jumping between times and trying to get the stones, but. All of the stuff that they do is very interesting and fun. There are also a lot of good callbacks. Thor, again, I don't want to say fat Thor. It's, again, it's a crappy way of saying it. But big Thor is actually okay. I like that idea of somebody who's just given up and, and is just kind of dealing with the grief in a, in a very negative way. So a lot of this movie works beautifully. And again, that 20-minute and scene, again, call me basic, but it is such a <laughs> glorious conclusion to this saga it is nothing but just yay after yay after yay. It just delivers on every promise. And the rest of the movie, the balance of it is excellent, too. Um, so it's you could not have filmed, I don't think, a better conclusion to a 20. And it is the conclusion. Shut up, Spider-Man. The conclusion <laughs> to a 22-film MCU experience. I, I can't imagine it anything doing it better. So, yeah, that's that's number three for me. Okay. And then that brings us to our last movie. Uh, number one in Rotten Tomatoes, Black Panther 2018, 96%. Critic consensus, Black Panther elevates superhero c- cinema to thrilling new heights while telling one of the MCU's most absorbing stories and inter- introducing some of its most fully realized characters. Uh, you know, it does do all of that, but it's not for me. It is number 14 on my list. Wow. Yeah, like it, I can definitely see why people love it and what it does, but it, it, like I said, it's just not, it's not for me. So, but it is visually really cool. Shuri is awesome. I love <laughs> her. And uh, uh, what's what's the name you always call the other chick? The one from uh, Walking Dead, Michonne. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, she does a lot of cool stuff too. And the, the car chase sequence is cool. I'm doing it again. <laughs> for me, it fell at number six. I really enjoy it. Again, I'm not the target audience, but just the fact that what that movie did, like the amount of impact it had for people, like that's something, though. That was mm-hmm. really something to see. Yeah. How about you, Bill? Um, it's number two, and I I was very, very close to putting it number one. I mean, I was, I went back and forth. I thought a lot in the shower about this particular placement. One or two, one or two, one or two. Back Panther does everything perfectly. It's, it is... It's arguably the best standalone movie um, that's not like really super connected to it. It's got the best villain. I think um, Killmonger is the best villain in the MCU other than like Thanos, but especially of the side villains. It's the the best. 
It's visually arresting. The scene in the casino that's a single shot with with Claw, I think oh, it's yeah. Claw, is <laughs> yep. is yeah, a is a marvel of filmmaking. It's it's just a marvel of filmmaking. Intended. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Uh, his uh, Black Panther's uh, connection with his sister is great. Hey, Ragnarok. That's how you do humor. It's, <laughs> it's within relationships. You see, it's you, you build it through. Every joke lands. It's. It's so finely tuned and balanced. It's just a tight, trim script. There's no fat on this, no fat whatsoever. I adore it. The only reason it's number two is because it doesn't have the connection to the MCU that Winter Soldier has. That's the only reason. It's that 10% that I put on this. Be like, because it is part of a bigger story, You, I, I feel like you have to include that in because Black Panther doesn't really have a ton of bearing on the MCU where Winter Soldier has lots of bearing on the MCU, obviously. That's really only reason. But man, if I if these were decimal points, like Winter Soldier would be 9.6 and Black Panther would be 9.5. I mean, they it's it's a movie I adore. And I saw it for the first time for this podcast. And I'm so glad I did. I just one of those I missed. And like Mike said, you can't ignore the historical context, right? The importance of it. Yeah, it's a historic film, but yeah. That's that's where I landed. Number two, I almost feel bad saying it because Ken, it could just really flip flop at any moment. There's nothing wrong with number two. No, that's a good spot for it. All right, and I, that gives us that's all of them. That's all twenty three. That's it. That's I was. Great. I know we talked about it before, but do we? Do you think we should list them all in order that we did them? What our rankings are still? <sighs> I, or did I people had we, enough? I think we could just real quick. I don't have to like no explanations. Just go through the list because we we were all over the place. Okay, oh, Bill, you go first. All right, I'm gonna start at the bottom. Um, so the okay. bottom is uh, Hulk, followed by Dark World, 21, Iron Man 3, Ragnarok, <laughs> Guardians 2, <laughs> Far From Home, uh, Iron Man 2, number 16 is Thor, then Spider-Man Homecoming, 14 is Captain America, followed by Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, number 10 is Doctor Strange, number 9 is Avengers 1, number 8, Civil War, number 7, Age of Ultron, number 6, Guardians 1, Five Infinity War, four Iron Man, three Endgame, two Black Panther, one Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, what about you, Mike? My computer is currently locked up, so I can see from 17 up, so I'll try my best before that. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom was Incredible Hulk. 22 was Thor Dark World. 21 was Thor Ragnarok. 20 was Iron Man 3, I say I think. Iron Man 3, I think, yeah. Yeah. 19, I think, was Far From Home. Oh, what else was down there? Guardians 2. Yeah, Guardians 2. Those are all down in the, the poo-poo tier, and I can see everything else. So <laughs> 17 was Thor. 16 is Captain America, First Avenger. 15 is Infinity War. 14 is Black Panther. 13 is Doctor Strange. 12 is Ant-Man. 11 is Homecoming. 10 is Guardians of the Galaxy. 9 is Civil War. 8 is Iron Man 2. 7 is The Avengers. 6 is Endgame. 5 is Iron Man. 4 is Captain Marvel. 3 is Winter Soldier. 2 is Age of Ultron. And number 1 is Ant-Man and the Wasp. All right, I'll do mine real quick. 23, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor Dark World, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Fire from Home, Avengers, Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Thor, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Spider-Man Homecoming, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America First Avenger. That's it. I think the biggest uh, upset in sports terms is you having Civil War so low. Like, I don't think anyone saw that coming. No. Oh, yeah, huh? Not anyone to listen to the show, maybe. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyone that listens to this show knows me. Funny. Yeah, I'm glad also, to say that we're done. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we are We, we are it. done. Are we done? Well, I mean, I do want to cover more of the Marvel stuff, like the other moves. I do want to cover Phase 4 eventually. I do want to cover 
it just won't be the same type of format where, where we get together and every month we do one. It'll just be here and there, I guess. No, oh, now so, they're not just movies. Now they're shows, too. Yeah, and it won't be the same. I guarantee it won't be the same three crew. <laughs> yeah, I think, I'm, uh, I think I'm pretty spent on this uh, this whole ordeal. No, I get it. Don't it's a lot. It. It's a lot. But I got to say, guys, thank you again for, for including me on this little journey here. Little. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> massive journey. You mean this marvelous journey? Yeah. Oh, hey, this look at you. 20 months the journey that we've been on. Golly, has it been 20 months? Man, mm-hmm. we started this there. in just, fe- I think, February or January. We recorded Iron Man one and then COVID hit in, in March. We're like, OK, we're just going to record a couple get ahead because, you know, and then COVID will be over in a, few, in a month or two. Everybody's off right now. And then we kept recording and then we were on track to have this finished earlier this year. But then stuff happened and we had to, we postponed some stuff and then we're finally done. Yep. Yay. Very awesome stuff. Like I said, thanks again for for having me on the show, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to more movie stuff if you choose to do. Oh, there will it. be. Uh, oh yeah, there will be more. Just not. There are a couple different series I want to do. Like there's Star Wars, there's X Men. What else is there? Mike, uh, DC animated universe, Resident Evil. Yeah, we did the first <laughs> one of that. There's the rest <laughs> of them. But there's other things I want to do, but nothing to this magnitude and nothing like this ever again. So yeah, because the DC one is at least only sixteen, which is a little better. And they're shorter. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I mean, also, the whole thing when I started this, it was because I had my other two co-hosts that were with me at the time and they were getting and we were trying to do a movie every month. There, They were getting kind of burned out with with stuff. So I'm like, OK, I'll just do the MCU movies and I'll keep me busy for, you know, two years. <laughs> and they were interested. I'm like, I have something to do. And then they quit three, I think, a few months after I started it, first launched yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. well, and then I got and I became insane and recorded way too much. So Man, uh, we should it. go to plugs. I think. Oh, and if you one thing I do want to say, if you enjoyed this or want to hear, we have a review of every single MCU movie that we just talked about on the show. Go scroll through. You'll find them all. I'm sure there are things in those episodes that we have that we didn't say during this. So, yeah, it's worth listening to. Yeah, we went really in depth and break down every movie scene by scene for some reason. I thought it was a good idea. (laughs) Uh, Bill, where can people find you at? I, you ever have a point in your life where you get sick of saying your own plugs? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I know. I can't. If I don't do it, who else is going to do it for me? That's a very good point. Uh, I do a podcast called The Gamer Looks at 40. It's a uh, it's a bunch of stories that kind of track the history of video games from the very, very beginnings. Right now, I'm recording interviews for the N64 era. Our own Michael K. Hughes had an interview, I think, last week. Mike Alberton will have something at some point, but I know he's a very busy man. But yeah, it's just a, it's just a series of stories and recollections of the history of games, kind of getting to the, uh, just telling stories about our, how many times am I going to say history of games? Jesus. Okay. It's been a long day. Um, so you can just check me out at A Gamer Looks at 40 on Twitter and anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. Hope I become one of yours. Hey, I say your plug every week. Not that indefinitely, but I say it every week. I appreciate that. I hear them, and I always get a little smile. I have to. You, you, you sacrificed to do the MCU with me and other movies. I have to at least return the favor and plug your show. Greatly appreciate. Well, anyone as a friend of the show, I try to try to plug yeah, people like that. But I just okay. Another thing I need to say: if you enjoyed the show, we have a Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can go vote in our Patreon poll. I don't know what it is at the time you're hearing this because I'm releasing this in December. And I don't know. I haven't actually wrote down what December's thing is going to be yet. I should probably figure that out considering today's the 27th of November. But hey, I got time. Uh, so definitely go 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 there you will be able to vote in a monthly poll and, and support the show you get to support us so please do support me i should say <laughs> but no, it pays people like that <laughs> as they should as they say and 
The only thing I need to say is please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Only audio, but we're on YouTube. People subscribe to us and get mad at us when we don't have Thor Dark World movie on there because they want to watch it. <laughs> oh, you gotta you gotta look it up now and see what the views are. We gotta okay, close this. I'll, cl- <laughs> I'll click button. This is yeah. There. This and is I also cl- want to give a shout yeah. out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. She made us an intro for us a little bit ago, so definitely go check him check her out. You see a link to her TikTok. So you can go if you want to hear more of her stuff. And I think that's everything I need to say other than I need to figure out what Thor lands on. So I will be checking that as we're talking. Because a long time ago, it's been an ongoing joke with these where I put Thor Dark World on YouTube and people kept clicking it thinking it was the movie. But I think enough <laughs> people figured out that it's not the movie. Yeah, still, so I we mean, actually have 34,052 views. <laughs> it's just I, I don't I don't know. It's beyond the pale. And it got rid of all the dislikes. It had over 80 it has 85 likes. And I'm one of them, but it had more dislikes because people were trying to, you know, were mad that it wasn't the movie. I love that it's Thor Dark World of the entire MCU. It's great. <laughs> it's just, it's it's wonderful. It's I not in-game. Because yeah. the cover <sighs> art, I didn't use the logo. I used the poster at the time because I was still figuring out what to do. I think that's what also drew people in, thinking it might have been the actual film. But Michael's point still remains. It's Dark World. It's not. <laughs> As <laughs> it's, I've said, people can't remember it. So they're like, what's this? Ooh, a new Thor movie came out. Let me like, serious. Who, it. It's more like curiosity. Who would waste their time putting Thor Dark World on YouTube? I better click and make sure. <laughs> but the best thing is it's damn near close to the actual runtime. So people are like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, what what too. Yeah. That's, that's what's fooling people. If it was just like, you know, 15 minutes, you know, but no, no. Like you said, we go to scene by scene, exhaustively discuss. Probably Disney's movie. lawyers. Like, oh, better check this one out. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make sure they didn't put the actual movie up yet. Oh, go click on them again. All right. Yeah, so that's that's it. And thank you guys for doing this, and thank you guys for listening. I think I need to be done. <laughs> I thought I, when I when I record when I plan this, I'm like, oh, I'll just be an hour. I'll be on an hour. Two hours later, hmm. yep, that's about what I expected. It's us. It's us. Yeah, it's exactly what I expected. So I should have known better. All right, we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye.